Welcome to this month's Oral Phonic, a podcast about podfic. Our topic this month is Ask Me Anything to celebrate one whole year of Oral Phonic. I'm Dodie Ficus, and with me are Janapod and Patika. Hello. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> a whole year. It is worth some streamers and I know. Yeah. It's yeah. hard to believe like that this we've been doing it this long. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, not that a year is hugely long, just... Yeah, in the podcast world, I look at some of these podcast feeds where they have, like, you know, 500 episodes, and you're like, how? Yes. I've done 12, <laughs> and I feel very accomplished. I well, can't imagine, t- like, I mean, maybe we will hit 500, who knows, but, like, oh. what would we talk about? How many years is that? That's a lot of years when you're only doing one a month. The, you have to be doing, you almost have to be doing a weekly or bi-weekly yeah, one, I, I think. imagine doing does. a weekly, okay, I, so much work. I could imagine doing it for a topic less, like, if I if, if I just had to sit down and, like, talk about this thing, I would probably be better at it. But, like, there's only so much podfic that we can talk about. We, we would exhaust ourselves in a year. And there's prep work, too, involved, you know, getting recs and then also, like, the editing, particularly when yeah. we've been doing lately, like, putting clips in and things like that. Like, it does I – I, and the time zone issues. There's a lot yeah. of uh, – <laughs> podcasts that don't have a podficker standard for editing (laughs) (laughs) or also if you're i mean i think if you're just like we're going to talk about this topic for an hour boom the hour's done we whatever we recorded that goes up you know and and it doesn't actually mean that your quality is bad it just means that like you have a a difference in like the structure of the podcast i guess yeah yeah but that is not us. So one year, twelve episodes. Podfickers gotta edit. That's the way of it. <laughs> so I get into news, and we only have one item, and unfortunately, it is sad news coming from me. Um, <laughs> so, as many of you guys know, I own and run Patica Productions, which hosts a lot of pod figures. We'll get into some of the numbers later in the episode. But um, I can't take on any new pod figures at the moment, which is breaking my heart. But, I know it is. Yeah. but my web host is getting, even though it has unlimited bandwidth <laughs> and unlimited disk space, Apparently, that's just a marketing thing, and there are actual limits. So in order to try and save the people that I'm already hosting, I'm just not able to take on new people. And I'm hoping that it'll be temporary, but I can't make any promises. And you'll let us know in a future episode if that does change. For sure. Yeah. So, sad face. It's very sad, because I know how much it means to you to, you know, provide that to podfakers. Yeah, I just... Especially, and it's getting so much more important now that people have streaming. Yeah. Like, so many people listen on their phones. Like, I know I've started streaming way, like, when I originally started offering, it was just kind of this, like, you know, theory that possibly streaming would increase listenership and spread podfic throughout fandom. That would be cool. But, like, I didn't have any personal use for it. And now it's like, 
why don't you have good streaming? <laughs> See pod fix. Yeah, no, I'm the same. I never used to stream anything, and now I do it quite often. So I think if it's under ten minutes, I love streaming. So I'll just sit there and listen to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I'll do a lot of like. Okay, I'm at work. I just want to listen to something while I work on this one project. Let's see who what's in the streaming tag on AO3. Yeah. It'd be interesting, you know, because I just started a new job and my old job was very locked down internet and my new job is exactly the opposite. But I still don't know. I've only been there less than a month, so I don't know if I'll be able to get away with stuff like that or not, you know. Download um, all the porn right. gems. Okay, <laughs> you laugh, but I used to have not like, what I meant. <laughs> A ton of porny podfic on my work computer, and it only lived on my work computer. Oh, I didn't have it at home. My entire podfic library was on my work computer. Oh, goodness, I would just be afraid that I would like accidentally pull my earphones out or something, and it would play. <laughs> um, and yeah, just that would be terrible, terrible. Um. And now we're going to do the talkbacks. And we actually have two this week, two lovely, nice, long ones that were both very interesting. The first is from Mumble Doom. We'll play a little bit of her reaction to our Teen Wolf discussion between Dodie and I last week. I've often felt quite awkward about how much I love the Teen Wolf fandom while not quite loving the show. Like, I really want to stop watching it. Um, but I've grudgingly kind of invested in it at this point um i kind of hate watch it um so i've in, uh, exceedingly pleased that i'm not alone in the fact that i'm a huge fan of the fandom while not so much of the show i'm glad about that i'm glad that you know i, I didn't imagine that we were alone <laughs> in that feeling but i'm glad that you know it helps somebody See, else not feel alone in what that. is fandom about about if not you know all not feeling alone it's so we can have togetherness i actually was laughing at that comment as a person <laughs> on that episode because i had the exact opposite feeling when i first got into teen wolf fandom because so many of my friends were falling into it and i have this thing where i hate getting into a fandom before seeing the canon and so like and i had listened to the slash report podcast where they were like this is a legit terrible show but (laughs) it's got hot guys that we want to imagine fucking so let's yeah so i i actually went and watched teen wolf and i'm like this isn't terrible what are you talking about this is actually enjoyable but i should say this was like during season two and it was it's I've they, lost all respect for you. And then <laughs> later up, like I've totally filled out of that show because I can't stand it. But one of the things <laughs> that show did really well, and I don't know if it's still doing it well, but it has a really good build up. So like by the end, there's such momentum happening that you kind of forget the crappier early parts. Huh. Okay. Oh, see, I think the opposite. I think they have terrible pacing. Um, and I think they got like by the time I fell out of that fandom that was part of why I failed out. They were like, they would do like really, really slow and then bam, everything at the yeah. end. Yeah. And, but I enjoy, and the bam, everything at the end got bad for me. But at the beginning, it was good enough that it made me like be okay with the earlier stuff. Cause I was like, oh, wow, that was intense <laughs> and was willing to move on. But I don't know. Like I actually like, and I also have this thing 
the more you tell me something is either amazing or horrible, the more <laughs> likely I am to have the opposite reaction. <laughs> You're so contrary. <laughs> I, I hate it. I hate it that I do that. But like you could say this is the most amazing thing and I would have liked it. But because you said it was the most amazing thing, I'm just kind of like, meh. <laughs> but on the other hand, sometimes people will be like, this was absolute garbage. Why would anyone watch it? And I'll be like, oh, it wasn't actually that bad. I think sometimes it helps if you go in with low expectations. So maybe you thought Teen Wolf was going to be just horrific and then you watch it and you're like, actually, like, it's pretty good. Also, although I should note here that we totally said that we weren't going to mock anybody who actually genuinely liked Teen Wolf. And I feel we've strayed from that promise just slightly. I don't think that counts fellow hosts. We can mock fellow hosts. (laughs) Yeah, but aren't we like mocking by extension any, any listeners as well if they agree with her? I'm just saying. Anyway. <laughs> Positivity, guys. I think it depends <laughs> on when and where you join the fandom because, like, when I joined, you could not miss out on the fact that everyone thought it was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would love to know if anyone just totally, unironically, genuinely enjoys the show and thinks that it's well written and like well acted and and, and just... is in fandom because i'm sure there are plenty of people who fit that description but i don't yeah, know yeah yeah and in fandom, fandom and in yeah. fandom yeah obviously <laughs> you kind of feel that most of teen wolf fandom is carried by the fandom because mm. like the show went in one direction and the fandom went in another and yeah exactly <laughs> I was also interested in what she had to say about the drinking um, game. <laughs> what the drinking game? She did also include a Teen Wolf drinking game in her talkback. <laughs> Is that what I was really interested in? No, I don't think that's where you're going. But I don't think we could be hurt with a clip about it. <laughs> that's what generates the most comments in our our um, planning doc. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Well, let's discuss the drinking game. Here's what she has to say about it. (laughs) So um, I found a few drinking games online and I've actually made one up myself that makes it a little more fun to watch, you know, um, instead of like yelling at the screen. Um, Because if you focus on stuff like plot or story structure or internal logic, you'll just start foaming at the mouth in frustration. Um, I've actually, I can remember doing a drinking game with my sister with the first episode of Supernatural, and she can never, ever drink Bailey's ever again because (laughs) of how how disgustingly, like, before the episode was even over, she was vomiting in the bathroom. Oh, my God. So what you're saying is, Teen Wolf drinking game, be careful. I'm saying it could end in, like, death or hospitalization. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. If you just do, like, every time you roll your eyes, you're going to be in a coma by the end of this. I know. You get to the first ad break and you'll be like, I'm out. (laughs) So the lovely dragon girl who I wrecked last episode sent us in um, a talkback, which um, I thought raised some interesting points, but I always do. I'm boring. I always think your talkbacks are interesting. She talked about approaching people who are running fandom exchanges that didn't explicitly include Podvik, and this is what she has to say. After the most recent episode, I wanted to mention something about getting Podfickers involved in more general fandom exchanges. It's true that we are rarely included by default, 
but it's also true that a lot of exchanges are actually open to including us if we ask. For example, the new Happy Hobbit Holiday Exchange, signups for which are unfortunately closed at this point, originally specified only artists and writers, but when I asked if podfickers could join in, they were 100% open to it, and at least three podfickers I know of have signed up. And and then on Tumblr, I actually noticed an exchange between her and somebody who was running a fandom exchange where she got rejected and she got cross about it, which understandably, um, because the way that they rejected it was kind of... See, that's, uh, that's my big thing about, like, yes, for sure, if you want to be involved in a fandom exchange, at this point, really, you have to go and ask. And mm. I totally you know, advocate doing that if you want to be involved. You just have to be prepared to to risk them kind of basically telling you that it's not a real... Because, well, yeah, yeah my experience with that has mostly ended in, in anger. <laughs> yeah. um, where, like, they just, they don't understand what Podfic is, they don't understand how to work it in, and I've had, like, where they just ignore it until it's too late, yeah. or they kind of clumsily explain why they don't think Podfix a real fan work or yeah, why right. they yeah, don't think what happened to work. You. So it's it's easy to get really defensive. So like I would say that if you're gonna do this, maybe uh put out there it like when you're asking, being like, and if you're not sure how to include it, I'd be happy to offer suggestions yeah. because I think that's one of the things that was always missing when I was asking where mods look at it and they're like, I don't understand how this could work. I think it's similar to if you're going to ask permission as opposed to, you know, use a blanket permission person. You need to, like, approach them up front with a lot of information because you don't know what their background is with Podfic and they might have no background at all. So you best, like, going in armed with very, very thoughtful comments on, like, this is what Podfic is. I don't want to overwhelm you, but here's a way you could include, you know, like that kind of stuff. I think yeah. it's helpful. Don't go yeah. crazy, but, you know, just a little bit of intro is. Well, at least be like offer to to help. Because like, I remember the first time, I think it was one of the first times that I asked. It was way back in my Kratom days. And it was for the like the Kratom holiday exchange. Yeah. And the first time they, the like, it was really frustrating because the mod waited until after signups had closed to answer and her answer was basically like no we can't accept it because not everyone who signed up has written something before and i was like what because she assumed that um i would podfic their stuff yeah whoever i was assigned i would podfic a story of theirs and i was like no because i don't podfic without permission i would try and find a story that they would enjoy and podfic that and she was like oh well too late now. Too late now. <laughs> and so the next year, because I'm a masochist, like, <laughs> so knowing about it this time, can we do it? And they were like, um, no. <laughs> or they, yeah, might, like, they might have been around the bush. Don't try and, you know, make excuses. Just be like, yeah, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Because it saves other people trouble, you know? Like if yeah. they just said no the first year, then you would have been like, okay, let me find something else. But if you kind of prevaricate like that, then you're going to be like, oh, maybe the whole next year would be fine. Yeah, Extreme mm. Big Bang did that this year because, like, everyone knows – well, okay, maybe not everyone knows. Go read <laughs> the fan lore entry if you don't know about the big hoopla mm. around Extreme Big Bang just, like, getting rid of Podfic. Right. But this year they have all new mods and – 
uh, the mod was like, so what changes do you want to have for this? <laughs> yes, we're still not doing pod fic. Oh, <laughs> oh amazing. I was like, a little, I was like, fuck you. But a little, I was like, well, at least, at she, least she said it. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather somebody be straight with you, you know? like Yeah, then. be upfront about it. Like, if you know that it's an issue and you don't want to do it, that's your choice if you're running it. Just be fucking straight about it. It's so yeah. funny, though, like, the entire, I mean, it's not really funny, but just, like, pod figure reputation on this kind of situation where they're like, oh, you better <laughs> warn the pod figures because you know they're the first ones coming up. <laughs> And, you know, we would be, so it's accurate. (laughs) The mod was a little bit better about it, too. She was like, there's a lot of, like, if you have any changes, and then the way she actually worded it was like, I don't think uh, we have the ability to offer it this year, but maybe if things go well, we can talk about it next year. Okay, well, that's not bad. So it was, like, worded well, but I was still a little, like, (laughs) (laughs) That's me. I'm vindictive. All right. So Dragon Girl has taken a very uh, proactive and mm. optimistic approach there. And and I think it's nice. I, hopefully other people will also, um, you know, put yourself out there. And I would put it out there that more now than ever, I'm seeing comms just automatically include it. Yeah, which is great. I mean, and that's and just time, right? It's just... I, I feel like this is the old school fan in me, but like live journal was so, so incredibly fic based. Yeah. And now Tumblr, which has so much more multimedia, they're not restricting themselves as much. Mm-hmm. I see it a lot more in like, there's a lot of like exchanges that are just like, we need more people of color stuff, or we meet, need more um, works about like character X or whatever. So they'll mm-hmm. be a lot more willing to just include it. I haven't seen it as much in like holiday exchanges, yeah. but like Colson holiday exchange had it. And that was the mod brought it. In. She's like, I mean, the mod is a pod figure, but when they do it in a fandom exchange for like holidays, are they doing podfic for podfic or are they doing like you could get podfic for fic as well? Or I mean, are they mixing it's- it up like that? The ones that I've seen is like you put your name in the hat and you don't know what you're getting. You just can control what you give. Because like for uh, I signed I didn't sign up for Clint Coulson Exchange this year because I'm a little overloaded with my (laughs) fic responsibilities already. Um, But last year I got fic and I gave pod fic. Okay. So she had quite a long talk back and we're going to come back to it later when we do the ask me anything bit because she had some questions in there that we want to address and then while we were mid recording just 10 minutes ago woo, rena in her last minute-ness submitted a talk back <laughs> and some ask me anythings so <laughs> she should get some last minute award going on there I know, right? under the wire <laughs> um so she had this comment about Genopod's history in Teen Wolf <laughs> fandom. In your Teen Wolf episode, uh, Genopod mentioned that she's only recorded a couple Teen Wolf podfics. I would like to call attention to your podfic of a sing-along wolf song. Because I made you podfic cover up for that one and it's only posted on the Amplificathon Dreamwith.com. <clears throat> Jennipod, Jennipod, you're so unreliable. <laughs> oh my god. 
we we literally stopped the podcast and we're like, let's listen to Rena, and then we just died laughing, and everyone mocked <laughs> me. So Rena, I do love you, but thanks for that. That's I, I admit that this is a problem. I yeah. think I think I have two ITPEs. My last two, both of them haven't been posted. One of which is that Teen Wolf one, and another one last year, which is a one D one. So maybe I'll do that someday for you guys. Do that tomorrow. Tomorrow. You just need to give someone your AO3 password and be like, can you just grab my back (laughs) catalog? Can you just do this thing that I'm way too lazy to do? You know, it's terrible. You don't have to pay them. They can just do all the stuff that you want them to do. I'm sorry. Are you guys guys volunteering for this or is that? I'm not at the intern stage of my fandom life. You know what? I normally I would be like, "How could you sit on this?" But I have been sitting on a finished uh, a, a podfic for like two months now. So I'm apparently not, not two years though. Yeah, apparently slowly, not as bad, but turning into Genopod. Yeah, the one Rena speaks of is actually my ITPE from um, 2003, 13, 13, 13. <laughs> that would be impressive. <laughs> Oh my god! Like also, slight divergence, but like I can't believe ITPE is five years old. I know, no, right? I can't it's believe amazing. It. Like, yeah. ugh, Podfic fandom's getting so old. I'm so <laughs> proud of it. <laughs> oh wow! So, uh, Rena had a few other things to say, but we'll include it in the "Ask Me Anything" part, mm-hmm. which I think we're moving on to right now. Yay, how exciting. We were so afraid we wouldn't get anything, and I think we've got more than enough to, to fill an episode. I know. Yep. I was legitimately emailing, like, guys, are we sure we want to do this? Maybe we won't get any. I wasn't doing that because I, I, I was waiting, but I totally had, like, people lined up being, like, send questions. I Which, don't know <laughs> we haven't had to do. Let's just put that up front. Yay. These questions were all... These are all legit questions. Real listeners. <laughs> <laughs> should, should we start off with the one that we just got on twitter from two different people yeah I just... one being dotificus herself and one being the emf saying yeah i want to know how doty is so amazing too oh that gosh. is that like i hear i get that all the time yeah, uh, yeah you were the one that brought it up <laughs> I'm just going to say there is a secondary one that kind of underlies that, which is from Cantarina. And it just says, <laughs> dear Dodificus, how dare you about everything <laughs> ever love your nemesis. So do you guys have nemesis? <laughs> um, not that no, they're my nemesis. <laughs> I have a, I have a nemesis in real life, or at least we've always called each other that, but he, he's not yeah. pod ficking. He's okay. He's a YouTuber. Cantarina, it does. It doesn't matter. Even if you did have fanish nemesises, they would never be better than Cantarina. She's the best nemesis a girl could ask for. She, she does look pretty awesome when I see those exchanges happening. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, I I dare because I know that you love it so much, Cantarina. Yeah. <laughs> And as to how amazing I am, it's just genetics. There's nothing I can do about it. So, uh-huh. sorry, guys. So, next Sucks question. Me. <laughs> yeah, so let's do, <laughs> so, let's bring it around to the slightly more serious. 
Um, let's see. Litra has said, how do you choose and prioritize the stories you record? Um, for me, it depends on why I'm recording. Yeah. There's a lot of like, well, first of all, if I'm just recording because I want to record something, um, blanket permission and how much I love it. Like I get a lot of like, oh my God, I'm reading this fic. It's amazing. I want to record it now. Mm -hmm. And if they have blanket permission, I'm more likely to actually record it now. Yeah, um, that's true. If I'm doing it for like an exchange or something, obviously that's going to uh, change. Like I, I, when I'm bookmarking things, if I, it's something that I'm interested in podficking, I will podfic it on AO3 to podfic um, or possible podfic, I think. And um, then go back and look at those and whatever. And there's also like ones just in the back of my head that I'm like, I want to podfic that someday. But they lately they've all been fucking epic so yeah, that is the problem i'm always reading something because i tend to read really long fic and i'm always reading something that's like 150k and then being like if only no no <laughs> which is how i ended up in the situation i'm in right now where i've got like um the day before this post it this episode goes live i should have posted my like seven to eight hour uh, Marvel Big Bang podfic because I was like, I could totally do this for three day novel podfic. I could not totally do it for three day novel podfic. <laughs> Failed horribly at that. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, like I, I kind of prioritize based on like if I'm podficing something for a specific reason. I've also just done stuff like, um, my friend is sad and I know she yeah. likes this pairing. Let's find something fluffy and short. Yeah, yeah. So like it really is is more that than than I have a list and how do I move things around it. I, I mean yeah. I do have a list, but it kind of is like when the mood strikes me and I haven't been pod thinking as much these days. Possibly because this podcast takes up a lot of my editing time. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> how about you guys? Um yeah, I think you can't underestimate blanket permission in like how mm. much more likely it is to get mm. your stuff podfic. Yeah. And I do kind of the same thing you do. I have um I have bookmarks and I also have a folder in my Kindle because I read a lot of stuff on Kindle where I just throw anything that I'm like it just is like possible podfics and there's like nine million things in there. Every so often I actually decide to podfic something, you know, once every five years and I go through that full time <laughs> and, then you and post pick it something another seven years later. Right. And then I don't post it. So, so that's my process really. It's a great <laughs> one. <laughs> How about you, Dodie? Uh, look, normally prioritizing isn't an issue for me because I only ever do one at a time. Like I will just, I, I won't have multiple projects on the go. I'll always finish what think, I'm doing. I don't think that's what she's asking though. She's like, which one do you decide to actually start working on? Because yeah, that's I, what, but that's what I mean. I literally don't have, I don't have a list of bookmarks to choose from. I'll, I'll read a story. I'll want to record it. And then that will be my project. And I don't think about another story until after that's done. Okay. So I don't have a list of, I mean, look, I, like I always say, I have a Rex journal. So I guess you could consider that that is, a list of stories that I pull from to podfic, yeah. but it's not a. Well, and I guess you podfic so much faster than save me. Um, <laughs> you are the most <laughs> prolific of the three of us. So that, that makes more sense too. Well, yeah, it makes it a lot easier to just be like, okay, I like this. Let's do it right now. Yeah, let's like, do it now. For yeah. me, it can be like, even for something relatively short, like 
well, like 10K could take me yeah. like a month of intensive yeah, work. Nine. Mm-hmm. Not well, intensive, but like most and of I, my free time. And I, I'm with you guys. Like the um, the blanket permission has always been so important to me. Like that's I, I've really given up on asking permission in the last few years. Um, I did a little experiment this year where I did. I chose a different fandom for every month up until about June. I think I, I lost steam. And for that oh, yeah. month I chose I chose the fan the stories that I wanted and I did ask for permission. And it, it went well for for most of the times that I asked. So I'm like yeah. I think we have a question about this later on. From a Kiko Tree, they asked, How often have you asked an author for permission and gotten the response, what is podfic? Back back in like 2007, I, I would whenever I was DMing someone on Live Journal to ask permission, <laughs> I would I would just be like, hey, you know, Podfic is, you know, I'd explain what Podfic is. Would you be happy if I, you know, Podfic this story? Um, I haven't done that for a million years, um, and people either don't get back to me or they know what it is. Yeah, so See, I've never actually. I used to got. Yeah, I used to do exactly what I do at work, which is I have like a million template emails, um, and I had a yeah. a template, you know, DM slash email for for yeah. asking for Podfic, and it linked to like you know Ao3 and also like kind of an example of what Podfic, you know, just with a kind of basic explanation. Yeah. I yep. mean, I think I said this earlier already. Like, I think that's important. Like, you want to give people an idea of what it is without overwhelming them. And it is true that nowadays Podfic is pretty recognizable in a way that it wasn't five years ago. So, yeah. You know, it's funny. Maybe it's my my history or whatever, but I still do that. Like, I know. still explain. <laughs> 90% of my, my Podfic these days is blanket permission. So I don't have to do it that often. But unless, like, I, I know that that author is aware of podfic generally because someone has already podfic something by them. When I ask, I will just um, turn the, like, I'll be like, Hey, I really like this story. Can I podfic it? And it will turn podfic into a hyperlink generally to the fan lore. So it's not like this whole, like, this is what podfic is. It's just, if they are completely unaware, they will have a resource to know what it is. And it's super casual, but it's just, because I I don't know if I've ever gotten a what is podfic because I always preemptively have been like, hey, this is what podfic is. And I used to, I haven't done it as much anymore, but I used to always link to my um, dear author letter, which also in there explains what podfic is. And I believe has, or it might just be a link to the fan lore mm-hmm. uh, description. But yeah, that's what I do. I just, I don't assume what that people know what Podfic is. Because I, maybe it's because I spent so long running the Podfic Twitter account. And mm-hmm. I those <laughs> things where I see people discovering Podfic every day, for better yeah. or worse. And I think my past tense was purely because I haven't asked an author for permission yeah. in you know, yeah. a couple of years probably because I just always just go for blanket permission. So and yeah. there's so many more people with blanket permission now than there used to be too. You know, it's just easier. Yeah. The next section was for me from also from a Kiko tree asking how many pod figures do I host? Mm-hmm. And they don't necessarily have a specific number because I don't, well, I wasn't. God, bleh. Badly timed question. Um, <laughs> not that Akiko should knew that. Um, 
anyways, I have 155 users on my webpage. Mm-hmm. Not all of them are podfakers. Some of them are like vitters because I started off in fandom as a vitter. Right. Um, and then I have 156 subdomains. And some of those sub and the reason why those numbers are different is because there's some users that have more than one subdomain. Like for example, the Pod Together subdomain is under me, and there's some users that have that share subdomains. Like for the Harry Potter, um, like there's a Harry Potter Podfic exchange, and there's multiple mods that have access to that subdomain. Mm-hmm. So, but it's around 150. So. Yeah, there's a lot of. Well, I was I spent a lot of time looking at uh, how much disk space I was using and <laughs> on my web hosting, and it's over 800 gigs. Um, my monthly bandwidth is around 2.5 terabytes. Oh. <laughs> wow! So, so thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> The next question is for the group, though, which is, what's up with hockey RPF? Who is responsible? Right. And I believe you answered that question in the notes. Yeah. Because <laughs> comment in the note says, I'm not sure how accurate this is, but I feel like Bess deserves all the blame here. Bess and the lockout. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, hockey fan, well, Bess has been, like, a sports fan and trying to drag people into sports, various yeah. sports fandom, and she's rather successful at it. Um, and yeah, she jumped, like, there was already, like, a hockey fandom growing, but she jumped on and grabbed a lot of pod figures in the early days into hockey fandom. <laughs> um, specifically, I think it was 2012, 2012 when the lockout happened. Yeah. Where, um, like, yeah. Th- th- all the hockey players were on strike and there was basically not a hockey season, which was, like... Canada's most boring winter. Because, <laughs> oh. like, you talk about when there isn't the hockey game to talk about. Actually, <laughs> Canada was was crushed. Actually, all we did was talk about the hockey lockout. I don't care about hockey, and that was I still knew all these details. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so there's like a lot of people being like, "Well, since we can't watch the games." Let's write them having sex, which was other fandom people who don't care about hockey but care about hot guys having sex on board. Sure. (laughs) So, but yeah, there was. I I feel like Bess was the first pod figure that I knew who 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 was jumped that train, and she was just going from Olympics RPF where she she was. What did she call them? Like her dude, not her dude bros, but like her. Her douche bros. Douche bros. Yeah. It was douche bros. I remember that. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like that's good timing because the Olympics were obviously kind of dying down. You know, Olympics is a kind of cyclical, you know, reviving and yeah. dying fandom just by its nature, obviously, because you don't yeah. have – there's nothing happening in between the three years. <laughs> um, but so it makes sense that there was a good gateway there for hockey to happen. But it is interesting because, I mean, we've definitely seen it just, like, blow up out of nowhere. It certainly isn't anything I was aware of as a non-Canadian person. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and, I mean, it's definitely continued to grow since the lockout. I think the lockout planted the seeds. And, like, the the hockey podfic part of fandom has super grown, like, recently. Uh Like, 
I think most of the early pod fix were by Bess, but we have now people like Nitrous so are coming people. and and doing like mm. a million or you know there's there's a couple yeah. of names who just like are so prolific. Well, I think that's one of the things that's nice about RPF in general, though. Like, unlike a TV show where it's kind of reasonable to watch all of the episodes, whether you like it or not. With RPF, it's like, well, you can't keep on top of it. So people are just like, well, I'll basically treat it like original fiction at the beginning. And then you just get to know them via fanon. Like, that's how I got pulled into American Idol. That's how I got pulled into fandom and those those fandom and now hockey fandom those are pretty big at j squared they're pretty big podfic fandoms and i think it's just that aspect of people being like rpf is basically like original fic at the start whether or not that's true but like you feel like there's a little bit there's there's a lot more flexibility in the canon there's low Mm, barriers to entry in an rpf fandom Mm. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I was like that for idols. Wow. I totally watched Chris and Adam's season after I was already like got pulled into the fandom. Me too. Yeah. So, That's yeah. like the first time I've done that. So um, they have two more questions as well. Uh, one is Do you think that people in Podfic fandom are more or less likely to be multi fanish? I think that really depends on the person listening. Like, if you're like, I'm a hugely mono fanish person. Yeah. And like I've been, man- I managed to be pretty mono fanish in Podfic fandom, but it just means like I do a lot of re-listening, or I don't listen to much Podfic. But that said, as someone who, like at times where I have been, like when I was working and listening to eight hours of Podfic a day, you kind of had to drop that. So I would go lot, into, yeah. and I think too, there's a lot of um, like Podficers that will like. That's why sometimes. Um, some fandoms like kind of balloon with podfic because you get enough podfickers who just made podfic in it and then other podfickers are like i want to listen to something i will just listen to this fandom that i don't know that much about like i know i dragged a lot of people who only made like a couple podfics in american idol fandom when i was actively trying to recruit podfickers (laughs) just because there was enough podfic that they're like well i listened to it i'm aware of it i've read a little bit of fic and now i made like my two or three podfics yeah so and I, I know that's what's happening with hockey fandom. Like, you guys are perfect examples of that, where you're like, eh, I don't really know that much about hockey fandom, <laughs> but I listened to the pod fic, and now I guess I read some fic. Yeah. Uh, that's totally how I ended up in Teen Wolf fandom. I think I'm a lot more likely to skip around fandoms in pod fic than I am in fic. And part of that maybe is yeah. because there's less available, and so you skip around a bit when you run out of something. And But that's not really it. It's also a bit of a gateway because people tend not to podfic crap fix. Mm. Well, so you know that. I mean, I mean, it isn't always true, but it is one more layer of defense against like. Mm. I mean, you might not personally like the story that was podfic. It might not fit your taste, but people tend like they have to have seen something they loved in it enough to go into the effort of podficing it. Um, from the other side of things, I would say that I, I'm multi-fanished to start off with, but I will still follow favorite readers through their journey through fandoms. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. even fan- fandoms that I wouldn't normally consider, I'll be like, oh, but I love this person so much and I trust them. I'm going to take their word for it and listen to this that they've recorded. Yeah, definitely. And I think that can lead you to 
to try out new fandoms. I mean, which again, mm. which we've talked about before, but I think for me also, I, I like short pod fic, but I don't really like short fic that much. And so because mm, agree. Yes, there's yes. a lot of short pod fics in interesting fandoms, like I never read Veronica Mars fic, but if you just have like a five or 10 minute pod fic, that's Veronica Mars, I might want yeah. to read it. I mean, listen to yeah. it, you know, more than I would be likely. I would, I read most fic on the Kindle and I like long things. Yeah. You know, I'm, it's not that I never read short fic, but it's not my normal choice. It gets from a pod fic, like a small pod fic versus a small story. For me, I get more um, connected. It's more it, intense yeah. if I listen to it. Um, I've been listening to a whole bunch of Tiny Pink Mouses in the last couple of months because she records a lot under 10 minutes. Yeah. And it's just this huge range of, you know, bizarre fandoms and pairings and everything and it's just like if I read it I don't feel that I would have gotten the same impact than if I had of you know been in this little world for five minutes while she talks to me I was gonna say there's a little bit too of like if you're not familiar with a fandom you can assume even if it's not always true that the pod figure has some familiarity so like when you're reading something you you might not be able to hear it in a character's voice but now that level of interpretation has been taken yeah. out of your hands yeah. you're hearing it in the pod figure's interpretation of the character's voice so yeah. that lead that takes away some of the ambiguity of being in a fandom that you're not familiar with yeah i agreed I think also things like Awesome Ladies, like I would just like listen to the entirety of Awesome Ladies and occasionally skip something if I didn't, if I totally didn't know what was going on or the fandom or whatever. But that's a good example of like short fix that, you yeah, know, tiny little pod fix because, and you, you get like so many different readers and different fandoms in that. And I really enjoy things like that. So this is totally our personalities coming through, but I am very unlikely to give a fandom that I'm unfamiliar with, if it's a short podcast, <laughs> give it a chance. Uh-huh. But if you do like a six, um, if you do a I, twenty hour podcast, <laughs> I I'm a little bit more because well, if it's that long, there's going to be enough internal canon. Oh, for you to that, figure it out. Yeah, that it's it's generally diverging from canon enough that it's taking on a bit of its own internal. Well, fandom. I'm not going to listen to it if I have no idea what it is at all. Like if it's short, but. I mean, that's what I mean about, like, if I listen to Awesome Ladies, there's definitely ones I skip because I'm like, oh, I don't know what that is. But sometimes they sound just like original. You you may not know what it is, but the little mini story works, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Like, Reckonim the other day went and podficked some Martian podfic. And I, yeah, like, I wouldn't necessarily go out looking to read fic on that, but I recognize the fandom, at, like, because I've seen the movie and yeah. I love loved the movie and I was like instant press play like just right away as soon as I saw the notification yeah so there's stuff like that that yeah there's a bit of if I'm familiar with the the canon I might give it a listen to regardless of what my feels are of going out to find fic yeah all right so Akiko Tree's last question uh, would be, would we consider doing a Merlin-specific episode? And my answer is yes. Yeah, I say we add it to the possible list. I'm kind of hoping yeah. that we can do fandom-specific episodes for at least the top ten podfic fandoms. Yeah, of which yeah I mean, it was, sure. I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, and people seem to really like the episode, so 
yeah, yeah. I hope we'll continue I, doing them. I feel like it was a success. It was, and it was definitely, I, I don't know. I was worried we wouldn't have enough talk to or talk about, or we would just do only Rex or whatever. But I think we, I think it was a pretty good mix of like various yeah. chat. I think it was a successful experiment. <laughs> so next up we have Guy Unicorn, who <laughs> who has got an AMA which basically says <laughs> hashtag potfic tips, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> Which prompted uh, Paracan to write a fan law entry about well, it. And look, I've—it was not just she. Was, I think they were not the only ones asking. There was a number of people being like, "What?" And as actually, what really prompted me to do to do the fan law entry is, as like a bunch of us who were involved with the first wave of plastic tits were talking about it yeah. and being like, "This is what happened." I'm like, "Really? Like I did not remember any of the werewolf stuff." <laughs> Like, oh that was gone from my memory. Then I started <laughs> looking it up, and I'm like, well, if I'm going to do the research anyways. I, honest to God, have a 50-plus a page research doc. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. What I would. But I guess we should go back and actually explain what it was. Um, and I was kind of involved in starting it, so I guess I should take this. Yeah, go for it. I, I witnessed it, but I never actually exposed my breast to the I, world. So I mean, yeah, I was, I was on that podcast as well. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. But my tits yeah. are the ones that started the, the real wave both times. Yes. Best maybe have best may have been the person who did it first, but I was the one that started the wave. Oh, well. I am putting that there <laughs> Okay, Bessie can decide to reply to that anyway. She wants to. Gauntlets are being thrown. So what happened is, uh, in like, I don't even remember the years now. God, I just did a 50-page doc on this. Um, one of the years for Potaware, we were on a podcast of which Jen and I were both on, and as well as Bessie Boo and... Heard the owl is the one that actually said this. We were talking about the compodfic tips, but she kept screwing up the pronunciation. And I made a joke of like, but podfic tips would be a really fun comp. <laughs> and uh, we talked about making a Tumblr at the time, actually, yeah. but it never happened. And instead, Beth just like, I, I don't even think she took her shirt off. I think she already had it off. <laughs> and sure, she had like um, a sports bra friend. on, yeah. Yeah, leaning up against her mic, and she posted it to Twitter during that podcast. And nothing really happened after that. There was a lot of people kind of joking who were involved with that podcast and like, oh, it should be a thing. So then, like, a couple months later, Sylvain was like, made a comment about um, wishing that she was part of a werewolf pack. Because it's <laughs> like orgies and snuggles, and what more do you need in life? Sure. Uh, and then they were talking about like the ABO dynamics of it, and they somehow decided that Beth and I, even though I am so not an alpha, should fight for who gets to be the perfect fan of alpha. And Hanana Bira, who had also been on that original podcast, suggested that the way we fight it out was take pictures of our boobs. <laughs> Obviously. So oh. I immediately whipped my... Sh- no, I, I was at my parents' house. 
Thanks to make sure my mom where I'm like, oh my god, they want to they want me to be alpha of the pack by taking my shirt off. I'm like, you live an interesting life. Oh <laughs> but as soon as I got home, I whipped my shirt off and tried, like, I took a million pictures to my boob. I eventually had to get my roommate in to help me get the angles right. Oh. And we sat there on my boobs with the giant Yeti microphone. I was going to say, cleavage. yeah, this is difficult for those of us that have giant microphones. Like, it's kind of annoying. Yeah, angles. It is incredible large and incredibly phallic God. so that picture was taken and posted and then like people having no idea about the werewolf conversation because it was weird and, and not really a, a huge motivator a lot of people were like I want to join in this tag of Podvik Tits and we got like 20 some pictures that first round Yeah, and I remember like joke, like a bunch of people on the first day there was like a lot of large breasted ladies and then the next day like uh, a bunch of the smaller breasted ladies joined in and we were it was lots of fun <laughs> anyway <laughs> and the reason we're talking about this is because it has recently it's recently been like revamped you know like somebody mentioned it and then people posted yeah, again, pictures um, it was me <laughs> who <Okay>. posted <laughs> pictures of my boobs again this time it was because we were oh, oh yes Thank you, oh. Oral Sonic episode. It was because of your. It was because of Oral Sonic. Oh. Yeah, that was <laughs> like extreme Oral Sonic episodes. After I yeah. suggested that we do an episode on drunken podfic while drunk, I think other people <laughs> need to support me in this idea here. Oh <laughs> and then somehow we mentioned doing naked episodes. Yeah, better drunk <laughs> than naked. I mean, if we're voting. Why not both, Jen? <laughs> and then Miss Marina was like, oh my god, are we bringing perfect tits back? So I whipped off my shirt and took another picture. And there it is, folks. That's apparently all it takes to see my boobs. Oh. If anyone's interested. <laughs> They're also now on fan lore. And as I said after seeing both of your boobs, my boobs are the Gimli of this fellowship. Oh, Gimli. So as someone who is not in Tolkien fandom at all, I went and asked my roommate, I'm like, does that mean they're small? And my roommate's like, yeah. that means they're stout. Oh, dear. We should talk about boobies more often on Moral Funny. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to stop here. We have more questions, but we're going to do a part two of our Ask yes. Me Anything because we got so many questions. So we're going to stop here and move on to Rex. Before we do our Rex, though, we've got one as part of a talkback. Rena Jenkins sent in this comment on a cool project that she found. There is a very, very cool project, um, Beacon Hills Radio, by, uh, hang on, let me look it up. No, sorry, not that. It's Full Moon Radio. It's half Fisbin and Otter, and it's done in the style of Welcome to Night Vale, but told uh, with Teen Wolf characters and the you know actions that are happening in Beacon Hills. And they've got incorporated two there's two episodes so far, and they've got Filk incorporated into the Podfic, and uh, it's all stuff that they recorded specifically as the musical interlude for this uh, 
it's sort of the difference between a podfic and a podcast because it feels more uh, podcasty, but it's based on the text, so it's podfic. Um, so if you were looking for more things with Filk, I highly suggest you check out Full Moon Radio. Two episodes. Episode one, Welcome to Beacon Hills, and episode two, In Loving Memory, by Half Fisbin and Otter. So thank you for that recommendation, Rena. It sounds really interesting. Um, and I think uh, Dodie's first for us. Okay, so my first rec this month is, uh, I know you'll be shocked, but it's a Jen story. No one has sex with anyone. It's in the flesh fandom and it's written and read by Red Ibis. The story is called Apostle and it's a um, very Simon-centric story. It's only short, um, but as I was saying during the episode, um, very intense. Um, It just kind of goes throughout Simon's life, his relationship with his parents and how he got to be a person that could be prepared to do the things that he was he was going to do in the show. I don't know if you guys have seen In the Flesh. Nope. No. I okay, then. <laughs> uh, it's a show about zombies. But, yeah, it was just uh, I was full of feelings by the end of this pod fix. So the, the author kind of um, didn't overplay it. It's it, – the content itself is intense enough that she just kind of um, had this steady, steady pace and voice, and just kind of let you feel what she wanted you to feel. So, I highly recommend that. Um, my second is good old Teen Wolf Derek Styles. Uh, it is. It was all an accident. Written by Entangled Now, whom I love, and read by Draconic Girl. Um. In my notes, I thought, wow, because <laughs> it was, we're back to the super hot smoking sex scenes now. <laughs> sure, sure. Back on track. Back on track. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, really, really sexy reading. Um, and beyond that, she just, just played Styles so well. Like, you know, I've said before, Styles is one of my favorite characters and I love the way that she, she played him. Um, yeah, they are staying in Derek's burnt out shell of a murder house and obviously have to huddle for warmth and things happen Does as it? they do. I, I understand that's what happens if you share a bed with someone. Yeah, classic um, trope there. You end up having sex. I mean, I have to really watch that when, <laughs> when I share a bed with someone. <laughs> but yeah. Lindsay, what are your recs? So I have two. And uh, disclaimer, the first one was recorded for me from a charity auction. Sure. But I love it to pieces. It is The Roughest Day by Calicaria, written by Elspeth Dixon and Sean Che, whose names I'm probably mispronouncing. I'm sorry. Um, and it is a Marvel 616 Steve Tony podfic. And... I have loved this fic for a long time. Those two authors are like really the the leaders in 616 Steve Tony stories. Like they've written so many of the classics. They were writing in that fandom long before the movies came out. So like they've got a lot of the the great stories out there. They write long ones, which we all know I love. Um and Calicaria has recorded so many Marvel podfics that she just, she has their voices down pat 
And so, like, she's always so solid when it comes to Marvel Podfix. Mm-hmm. So it's just a great combination. The story's got, like, some good intrigue in it. I really, probably my favorite thing about the story is what is wrong with Tony. I thought it was a really cool idea, and I'm not going to spoil it for people. Um, but, yeah, so I highly suggest listening to The Roughest Day by Calicaria. Cool. My second one is my new fandom, or I guess it's a sub-fandom. It still falls under the Marvel umbrella. Um, But it is a Daredevil podfic by Night Tracer, written by Lady Lady Ragnell, and it is We Just Lost the Beat, and it was done for Pod Together. And you can really tell that it, it has that Pod Together feel to it, because the basics of the story is that Foggy did not become a lawyer and instead he is the DJ of a night radio of a night show on a radio station and Matt starts hearing bits of his radio show while he's out daredeviling and Foggy talks about daredevil in his TV show and Matt starts calling in so it's got a lot of that like classic signs of pod together in the premise. And it's a really sweet story. Um, for a long time, I think it was the longest uh, Daredevil pod fic. Mm. Um, so that apparently matters to me. Not that it's that long. I think it's just over an hour. Um, but it's just, it's really sweet. Um, it's got, I, I love the Foggy and Matt in it. I love Marcy in it. Um, and yeah, it's just a really fun AU story. Cool. So yeah, that one. Okay. Um, well, let's see. I feel I'm going to be terribly predictable here um, and wreck uh, a Bandom story and then a 1D story. So, <laughs> um, And I've just realized that both of these are written by Sunset Mog. <laughs> I I have like this little groove and um, I need to get out of it, obviously. But the first one <laughs> is called Adventures in Solitude. We thought we lost you. And it's a podfic by Greedy Dancer. And it's written by Sunset Mog. And it's a um, Christmas story. So a little bit early here. Um, I was actually listening to this the other day because, you know, it's November now. So obviously I'm allowed to listen to Christmas related things, right? Um, and it's basically... No, it's too early. no. I will fight you on that. I, I so I hate Christmas. Oh, what <laughs> is wrong with you? There's no so there's no Thanksgiving in the country I'm currently living in. So you know there's no Christmas thank, barrier. Thank God we don't use Thanksgiving as a Christmas barrier in my country because <laughs> October is too soon. Yeah, I don't actually think the states really does anymore either. But you know they like to pretend they do. Um, a lot of people use Halloween, and that's... It's good. That's what I, I think. You know, November, it's soon enough for me to enjoy Christmas things. Which I Canada is actually going through, like, a big thing of, like, no, not till after Remembrance Day. It's disrespectful. Actually, yeah, that's funny. That's what my, my manager said the other day. She was like, you have to wait until after the 11th. I was like, uh, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> I would listen to Christmas music in June, and sometimes I do. I am so grinchy. Anyways. <laughs> Continue. Okay, so um, yeah, so this story is a Christmas story, and basically Spencer Smith is Potica because he's the Grinch in it. Um, 
<laughs> so he's um you know he's like banned all this christmas stuff and it is um it's a brendan spencer story which used to be like really my sweet spot um and brendan is very ungrinchy as he tends to be and he brings him around um and this pod fic like like the fic is just really sweet um i i like gritty dancer i've listened to pretty much everything she's recorded that's in fandoms that i um you know, have any interest in. And this one would have been a no brainer. Anyway, it's quite an old pod fic. It's from like 2011 and I've listened to it a bunch of times, sometimes not at Christmas. Um, and it's just like, Brendan is so insistent and Spencer's so just kind of like slowly won over. And it just has a really nice, um, like the, the kind of playoff between the two of them is really, is really great in it. Um, yeah, it's just like a warm, fuzzy one. So recommended my second rec um is called it's a story called i i had rather hear my dog bark at a cow it's written by sunset mog and read by of just imagine and it's a 1d um nick louis story well 1d radio one i guess um and this story is pretty epic and the podfic is epic it's like 20 how long is it it's 13 hours 20 minutes um so Anytime somebody, like, I don't know how many 1D fan podfics there are out there that are that long. I'm not sure that there are very many, but um, I was pretty excited as soon as I saw this because I, I love the author um, of Just Imagine um, recorded it for Epic Podfic Big Bang. And this may have been the first thing I listened to of theirs and then promptly listened to a bunch of other things. I'm trying to remember now. Um, it was posted a couple months ago. So it's just like this story is, is this kind of, you know, the, the Veronica Mars quote where he says like our, our love story is epic bloodshed, whatever it's, you know, this story is like the Nick and Louie version of that. Like there, the emotions in it and the kind of, there's like a lot of King discovery and there's a lot of like kind of shame, like Sunset Mog does that really well where she, where she writes something where, where the people are just kind of going through these ups and downs that are so dramatic, but you just feel it every bit of the way. And the amazing thing about this podvic is how it just like sweeps you in like that. So it's, it's kind of traumatic to listen to, but also like if you take it all the way to the end, it just has like such a nice, like it just brings you around, you know, with the story. And I have listened to it twice, which for a 13 hour podvic, that's pretty good. Right. Um, <laughs> no comment <laughs> well yeah i know i mean unless you're you but for me that's pretty good because i don't know life is life is life um but yeah i just it's it's just really great it's um it's it's one of the best nick louis stories out there i think um and and the podfic does it beautiful beautiful job like it's yeah He's great. Cool. That I mean, I'm not in one D, but that like made me interested in listening to it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, it's just I, I think Nick and Louie have a really interesting relationship in the fandom, you know, because they take this like kind of animosity that they've always shown, and then just make it like make there be all this emotion boiling belief beneath the surface, and this story is like all that emotion being explored, but and you know, there's there's a lot of kind of self hatred that's examined as well in it and things like that which are um very interesting so cool mm -hmm. so that's it that's my rex and i think we're done 
So that's our episode. Please join us next month for um, Ask Me Anything Part 2. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.